your show host, Dr. Alan Chong, a.k.a. The Spine Doctor himself, is a practicing chiropractor for over 33 years, business practice coach and owner of three clinics in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. His weekly guest experts will share with you the very best secrets to their own success. Their inspiring stories will be sure to show and teach you to see and achieve more in your own personal life and professional practice. Dr. Chong's dynamic and entertaining interview style allows you to just sit back and enjoy every moment as you discover the gems found in each and every podcast. We realize that you're on a journey to your own success and mastery. This podcast will allow you to learn from some of the masters in chiropractic practice, marketing, and business. Allow easy inspirations and new ideas to nudge you on a path to your future practice success and practice mastery. Stay tuned now for another exciting episode of Practice Mastery, your call to greatness. Now here's your host, Dr. Alan Chong. Hello and welcome. So today's topic is defining your practice. In fact, I want you to think about defining your own practice. So uh, as a chiropractor, Uh, I struggled to define my own practice for years because I went to a lot of different uh, seminars and such, and they like to define how uh, you should practice, right? And as a young practitioner, impressionable, it's easy to fall into that trap of just doing things a certain way and not knowing why you're doing it or knowing why you're doing it, but just following the crowd. So that crowd mentality can really affect your uh, enjoyment and your practice and even how you practice because you're doing something that might not be what uh, really uh, your expertise and really where your heart is. So today's uh, little masterclass, if you will, is on defining your own practice on your own terms. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, uh, I'm going to challenge you to take ownership of your own practice. First of all, I want you to dial back and think about your practice in general. So what you're doing today isn't necessarily what you're going to be doing two or three or five years from now, guaranteed. It was certainly the experience for me as my practice evolved uh, in a number of different ways, not always in ways that I uh, felt control over, nor did I enjoy those. And so Uh, Several times I've had to dial back uh, and and think about and spend time thinking about what I really want to do. Several years ago, let me give an example, is uh, I was encouraged to uh, take on a task and change my practice from very wellness, kind of uh, looking after a lot of different people. Of course, we see the acute care uh, patients, they come in, we get them better, and then what? Well, it's a wellness practice, right? Well, as you all know, probably a high percentage of those start to drop off and it's this constant um, need to get new patients, acquire new patients. That's just chiropractic practice and that's just uh, like a practice of many, whether it be massage, uh, dentistry, all kinds of practices, especially natural health practitioners struggle with that, I think, more than than uh, anyone else because we actually have a bit of an identity crisis in chiropractic. And the reason I say that is because chiropractic is such a diverse um, 
profession, if you will, almost two or three or four different uh, uh, professions or types of professionals, ones that use hands-on only, ones that use all kinds of tools, ones that use instrument adjusting only, you know it. And so I am not... uh, uh, the purpose of this podcast is is actually broad and invitational. It's not partisan, and it's meant to support you as a practicing uh, chiropractor and or natural health practitioner. But again, most of the, most of the audience appears to be chiropractors, and that's what my area of specialty is, of course, and that's my area of expertise. So let me challenge you with this question. Um, what is chiropractic to you? Define chiropractic for yourself. And I'll give you a classic question, which sometimes I still struggle and, and, and it makes me stumble, is a patient comes in and they say, well, I'm not sure what I need. What's the difference between chiro and physio anyways? Well, think about it. Can you answer that question really clearly and concisely? Uh, I struggled with that for years. It's like, ah, um, hmm, he. And then I I had scripted answers, but really I now have the confidence to say that I am a spine expert. As a chiropractor in my clinic, I specialize in the correction and alignment and function of the spine. I use mainly hands-on techniques and tools to assess and diagnose and offer treatment of your spine. So uh, obviously if they come in for an ankle or, or wrist or other uh, problem, then I am addressing that. But then I may, might expand that definition to say that I am a musculoskeletal expert. I still specialize in the alignment and function of your wrist or your hips or whatever they're coming in for. If you can honestly and genuinely say that, Uh, then that is embracing your truth. If you're not, uh, then get good at it. That's, That's the bottom line. And so there's no right or wrong answer. That's simply my answer. So the defining your practice has a lot to do with uh, getting out of your comfort zone and staying in your comfort zone at the same time in the sense of knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're not good at, but get good at both of those. Get exceptional at what you're good at and get better, at least good, at what you're not so good at so that uh, the patient doesn't know the difference. You're just a great doctor. Maybe it's communication is your weakness. Maybe you're an introvert. Maybe uh, you have troubles with your report of findings. Maybe it's all the way from your initial visit. You have trouble communicating what chiropractic is. If you do this one or two things, and that is to define chiropractic clearly to yourself, uh, talk to either a mentor or even talk to your staff about defining what chiropractic is. Certainly talk to a colleague and have those conversations to get comfortable with that because you need to be able to answer very, very clearly to the patient at every single visit if they ask you some of these questions. Now, um, today's main topic is I'm going to address the three most common mistakes that you and all practitioners make that self-sabotage your practice. 
the three most common mistakes that you do, most likely do, to self-sabotage your practice. And I'm saying this out of experience, of 33 years of experience. I've been there, been in a lot of those places where I wasn't happy with what with myself, um, my confidence level had wavered, lots of up and ups and downs of practice. For example, uh, if you know you've had that patient that just left you really down a particular day for whatever reason, they challenged your thinking, or they outright said, "Doc, you know I feel so much worse. I don't know what you did." We've all had it. We've all had that that patient who's or patients that have come in say, saying that. So it takes mastery and it takes uh, being highly professional to be able to address that properly and to address that in a way that that is uh, genuine and acknowledging. So sometimes I'll say, what do you think happened? That's a great diffuser. But you've got to back up and say, I understand. And this is a, a, a phrase that I teach to my staff uh, to use when they are not sure what to do, but the patient has either said something or complained, or, um, and I, I teach and, and say this, I understand. It is a diffusing statement. Even if you don't understand what it does in the clinic, it buys you time to process what's going on and then, of course, you aren't taking responsibility. This is the number one tip that I would give you today is that uh, don't take responsibility for the patient not getting better. Take responsibility for what you're doing and what you're not doing, but don't take responsibility for the patient if they're not getting better as fast as, as they expect because... You've heard of the term expectation management. Well, part of today's masterclass is about expectation management. The, the, uh, and that is a communication, a two-way communication between you and the patient that helps establish a reasonable expectation to get either someone better, to get relief, to get the job done. And in chiropractic, it can often be elusive what is getting the job done. Most of the time, it's some degree of relief, or in some patients' minds, it's complete relief. But we know some of these cases that they're very, very chronic, um, degenerative, arthritic, uh, chronic lower back pain, instability, SI syndromes that have been there forever. Um, you know, they are not necessarily going to go away, uh, the, the pain that is. So it, it really is... Uh, then to teach the patient that you understand their problem and to help them understand their problem and to be optimistic but realistic. So to be optimistic with them but to be realistic. And it starts off with the very first contact that you, uh, when you introduce the, uh, yourself to them as a new patient, for example. So I hope to be able to get into that a lot more with, with special guests and see how they handle these situations. That's what Practice Mastery is, is going to be about. We hope you're enjoying the Practice Mastery podcast. For show notes and details, go to highprofitspractice.com forward slash podcast.
today's solo episode is a master class in uh, the three most common mistakes that you might make that self-sabotage your very own practice. Here we go. You ready? Number three. So, trying to be all things to all people. Are you trying to be all things to all people at times? Does your marketing suggest that? Does your website, does your social media suggest that you you do nutrition, that you do uh, wellness, that you do uh, MBAs, you do uh, all these different things, and in fact, uh, you know, orthotics and all these different things. Uh, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but are you confusing the public uh, and your potential new patients by telling them that you do all things for all people. Uh, that's I think that's a common mistake in business in general. If you can narrow down your languaging and your uh, communication so that you have and choose an area of expertise that you're really good at or want to be good at, then that goes a long ways to help the patient self-select. Now, some of my best patients, and think about some of your best patients, especially referrals. Referrals are great, aren't they? Whatever profession you're in, referrals are great. And the reason is why. They already have a reasonable expectation of what you can do, and someone referred them to you because they got great results. That's usually how referrals or or the how about the serial refer that just sends a handful of of uh, new patients to you? Aren't those great? Well, what is it about them? And it's I, I learned this a long time ago in a practice management is a patient may be happy with your services and even thrilled with your services, but they may not refer to you. And why is that? Because they're not necessarily excited about referring to you. And simply, they may not have been educated. They think you're busy all the time, that you might not have room for new patients. So again, that expectation that you can tell them that, you know, I really appreciate, we really appreciate referrals. You know, you got great results and you're excited about your care. That's why uh, there's no... I don't believe there's a specific formula for when to ask for referrals, but certainly you need to let them know that you do accept new clients and we appreciate your referrals and uh, we make room for your referrals. So basic practice management stuff there. So again, to summarize that point, uh, that trying to be all things to all people, you're probably not going to be all things to many people. So choose your area of expertise that you want to. Now, again, um, referrals are a great example. Why are people, they give you the clues as to what you're really good at, or at least what other people think you're really good at. And those are really good cues, uh, nonverbal and verbal, to tell you uh, where your practice can be going. Now, Originally, when I started this, this uh, today's podcast, is I said defining your own practice on your own terms. Now, part of that is deciding if you really don't like to see kids, and, and 
years ago, I decided I don't want to see many kids anymore. In fact, I used to be family practice. I was Dr. Pops in the clinic and, you know, haha, that was great. And I actually really, truly enjoyed it. I think it's because at that time my kids were young and I could totally relate. As I, I got more mature in my practice and my kids got older, I didn't enjoy the little kids, screaming kids, so much anymore. And other members, uh, other associates did. So I, you know, if it wasn't a direct referral uh, and it, it wasn't compelling, I would actually refer them within my own clinic uh, if a parent wanted their kids seen. So, you know, when you have that maturity of practice, then you, you can actually choose more of who your clientele within a particular practice situation. Hopefully you can. If not, then you can easily refer them out to someone if that's your comfort level. And so trying to be all things to all people and all patients uh, can be a bit of a dead end. Okay, what is number two? Three, two, one. Here's the countdown. Inconsistent chat inconsistent talk within your clinic so that is one of the uh, most common mistakes that practitioners make that self-sabotage self-sabotage their own practice inconsistent talk what do i mean by that well ideally we're completely laser focused in the important parts of every visit, which one could argue that every single uh, bit of time is essential. But I'm talking about aside from the greeting, aside from the, okay, see you next time, see you in two weeks or whatever. Even, even that is an important interaction. I always tell the patient when I expect them in next. I don't say uh, see you next time, unless they're very clearly made it known to me and my staff that they don't book their next appointment. But yet, many of these patients have been loyal uh, to our clinic for years. So, um, laser-focused, for example, with your first major interaction, which of course is the initial visit, the initial examination, whether you're in uh, natural health or chiropractic, that initial interaction is extremely important to do what? To establish confidence, um, for the patient to have confidence in you because they're checking you out. They don't know you. Now, referrals are better, remember? Referrals to you still need to, you still need to continue to instill confidence because they've heard various different things about you. So imagine that if you didn't, if you weren't thorough, you were rushed, and your referral said, this doctor is extremely careful and uh, thorough, and that particular day you were uh, very, very rushed. Well, that's going to affect their confidence in you and could undermine their complete follow-up, whether they follow through uh, your recommended program of care or not. And always, always make link your program of care to their uh, situation. Now, I personally don't believe in set plans of care that every single person gets 76 visits. Um, 
whether they can or cannot do it or follow up, we'll, we'll work out a payment plan. I personally don't believe that. I think that is very old school chiropractic, but you have to decide that for yourself. Again, that's uh, someone else defining your practice, perhaps, if you follow that. Do you truly believe that? So that's something that you need to figure out. That may be inconsistent talk in your clinic. Now, I do ask and I'm good at and have become a master at leading questions. Now, not obviously leading questions, but questions such as, uh, were you hoping to get an adjustment today? That's an obvious leading question, but it's also a clarifying question if you think about it. If you don't ask that question, you, you might miss out. The patient may say, no, I actually just want to be assessed. I'm actually really nervous about chiropractic. And if you force an adjustment on them, that could have... Uh, issues for you in follow-up. They may not come back. And I've had that. That's the only reason I tell you this is I've had those very experiences. I didn't ask that question. Now, the vast majority of patients, when they come in, they want a treatment. But why guess? Ask them. It's really easy during that initial visit. Were you hoping to get a treatment today? Whatever, whatever practice you're in. Now, some professions, it's more obvious. If they're in for a massage, they're in for, um, you know, certain uh, particular type of treatment, most likely they are wanting a treatment, but not always. So uh, certainly in chiropractic, please ask that question. That's, that's, an, that's a, another great tip. So inconsistent talk can also be where you get distracted and talk about uh, them or or you that that's a really really common uh mistake that most practitioners make is that they you think they're interested in in you and your personal life and this might be in a more mature practice but by and large they're in there for them and you should also be in your clinic for them so to talk little about yourself a lot about them asking about their families etc Obviously, they want also you to be a real person. I've learned that the hard way too, is because when I was all uh, so professional, I thought that the patients didn't feel a connection with me, especially the longer standing patients or some new patients. So it is that close balance. But uh, again, the general rule is, is to talk mostly about them, especially their condition, because that's why they're there, especially when they're acute. They don't want to talk about family and this and that. They want to talk about getting better and how you're going to get them better. So that's number number two, inconsistent talk. The third most common was trying to be all things to all people. Don't miss another secret to your practice success. Subscribe to Practice Mastery today at highprofitspractice.com forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, 
You want to know what the number one, in my opinion, the number one uh, mistake that practitioners make that self-sabotage your practice is, and it's related, is the lack of practice focus. The lack of practice focus. What do I mean by that? When you don't clearly and consistently define um, your practice, uh, then your your market uh, doesn't really know what you do, and it comes this this kind of comes full circle to what uh, I started this this uh, show on is the concept that you need to define exactly what you do, and the the simpler the better, if you will. So if a patient asks you, uh, and please please share this and have those conversations with your staff because that is so important that they can be your advocate and if you're in a group practice then it's a good idea to be defined uh, differently what is your niche what is your chosen niche what do you do so whether it's be a multidisciplinary practice or it's a multi chiropractic practice for example what do you do differently and what do you be want to be known for so for example It's the internal and the external marketing. Of course, you've heard this before. So in the external world, whether it be your social media or wherever, then how do you define yourself and how do you, what words do you use? Um, Do you use thorough? Do you use hands-on? Do you use high-tech? Do you use, uh, you know, the various different modalities? Is that what you're branding yourself as? What is your brand? Um, in the future, we're going to have uh, uh, brand experts and talk about branding. And uh, that's an important difference uh, uh, that you need to define within your practice. And that when you have a more clear idea of your brand, what you represent, it has to do with your core values. And your core values, whether it be honesty, integrity, professionalism, ethical, professional, at all times, make that known to your audience, both internally and, of course, externally. What I mean by internally is those conversations when they're actually in the clinic uh, are important in your overall marketing of yourself, if you will, but more specifically so your brand. And in chiropractic, where there's such diversity of thought and practice, and, you know, you may not agree with all the different practices that are out there, but you have to accept that there is that type of practice and that when people have a bad experience, never, ever slam that practitioner and and make your opinion known. That's a professional no, no. So uh, you, you can say, well, that obviously that wasn't effective for you, and uh, I'm here to help you out. So, and this is how I do it. I use hands-on treatments. I'm going to assess your spine, walk through, basically tell them what you're doing as you go along. Effective in the clinic communications will go a long ways to helping you establish that trust and that uh, that consistency of care and always stay focused on uh, those consistent terms and phrases that that you use to help communicate what you do so the patient always knows what you're doing and why you're doing it that's so important so 
Uh, the patient always needs to know what you're doing and why you're doing it to their benefit. So um, the quick summary of this is define, oh, let's, let's define that. The, the, the quick summary is um, it, clearly define your, what you do in the clinic. Second is keep your talk consistent. And then third, of course, try to be very defined and very specific in what you do. And if you overcome those three most common mistakes by those solutions, it will go a long ways to help you develop your practice and have a more consistent practice. And most often when it's a more consistent practice, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable for you. So um, a couple uh, ways you can help do that is, of course, take out pen and paper tablet, computer, however you best uh, want to make those notes, but define what you're best at or want to be best at. And then train and rehearse to be exceptional at those things. I still train and, and rehearse um, in, in my head, in a sense, and, and in my mind when I'm adjusting how I actually want to uh, perform an, an amazing uh, treatment, if you will and what I want to do in my mind. I'm a very visual person, and of course, transferring that visual to hands-on is so important in chiropractic. And practice um, what you're great at and develop the areas that you're not so good at. Because even though I say, you know, what are the three things that you're best at, you need to be good at certain other areas. You don't have to to see pediatrics if you don't want to see pediatrics, for example, and you don't have to um, do modalities if you don't want to. But the basis of, of chiropractic uh, practice, you have to be able to perform and get results. So um, find a mentor is another uh, uh, great tip. Find a mentor, work with them, work together, and uh, they will often see the areas that you're strong in and the areas that you're weak in. Someone you trust, a colleague. And I give you um, the invitation as we wrap up here to get support. And um, in our Facebook Practice Mastery Podcast uh, official Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that already or first-time listeners, um, if you're on Facebook, go to Practice Mastery or search Practice Mastery Podcast and you'll see that group. You do have to uh, ask to join. It is a public group. And uh, in that, we're really developing an audience for you to engage in an area that you can safely support uh, um, get support and ask questions and engage. And also you're going to get all the latest details on future episodes, guests, and uh, future topics. And you can also put in requests for uh, different topics and guests. So that's all for today's show. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Alan Chong. I hope you enjoyed it. So until next time, uh, I hope you're one step closer to practice mastery. Bye for now enjoyed the podcast we'd love to hear your comments it's simple rate and review practice mastery today at wherever you get your podcasts we can't wait to see your review